People, listen up. It's a fucking lockdown right now. Come off it. We're no, not in no. a prison drama, are we? We are in a prison drama. This is the fucking Shawshank Redemption, right? But with more tunneling through shit, no fucking redemption. Screw you guys. I'm going home. Sheriff, this is no time to panic. This is the perfect time to panic. So the end of the world. I ain't going. I'll go with child. Hey, fuck you, Popper. I'm going with you. Who says that? Won't you going with me? All right, cut the bullshit. Has the whole world gone crazy? Hey! Everybody, calm the fuck down. Hello and welcome to another episode of Holmes Movies Recommends. My name is Anders Holmes of the Holmes Movies Podcast and I'm joined by my brother Adam over Skype in America. Um, I, my connection's funny, but let's try and let's forge ahead anyway. I think everyone is on the internet in America right now, so... Yeah. I, think, I think everyone's on the internet in the entire world. <laughs> yeah, we were watching a film on the Criterion channel last night and it, for the first time ever we had trouble... It kept stopping, and you know we got the spiral of death. Um, yeah, and, we've um, been we've been yeah. having that problem as well. We've been sort of getting through the James Bond franchise, and uh, uh, yeah, I think everyone's on the everyone's on Via Play, which is the streaming service here in uh, Scandinavia. Speaking of the internet, I've got a bone to pick with you, my friend. Okay. Um, I was on Twitter the other day, a site which I'd like to try and avoid, but it draws me in every time, like a moth to a flame. Um, but uh, someone asked a question. Someone said, "What's your favorite Metallica album?" What did you answer? The Black album. Right, and and then they said they asked you, "What's your favorite song off the Black album?" So, you've, bearing in mind, you've already got a yellow card for choosing the Black album. What's your What's your favorite song? What's your, What's this? What's the best song on the Black album? What did you answer? Okay, in my defense, I was. No. What did you answer? Tell them. Tell the listeners what you answered. The Unforgiven. You are, to quote Mass Mickelson in 2007's Casino Royale, so wrong. <laughs> it was 2000. It was the two- <laughs> entire fuck were you thinking? <laughs> it was 2006, actually, for Casino Royale. Shut up! I'm not interested in your nitpicking. I'm an. <laughs> what on earth? The Unforgiven off the Black Album is the best the Metallica no, he, like, uh, it has was... produced. <laughs> okay. If you were going to save one Metallica <laughs> song out of all of them, you would save The Unforgiven. In my defense, I was trying... What do you mean in your defense? <laughs> you have no defense. In my defense... Okay. okay. You could be in prison. <laughs> okay, literally when I... Okay, when I said the Black Album, I was thinking to myself, I didn't want to be this person be like, okay, enter Sandman or nothing else matters or anything like that. So I... Or... No, Anders, Anders, Anders. Okay, so this is the thing. You've, you've already... You've fucked up before you left the gate you're one of those horses who's facing the wrong way when the when the thing opens right at the grand national you you need to you, they, and then they take you out and shoot you in the paddock because that's all you're good for <laughs> like the, the the this is the thing you don't say the black the black album is not the best metallica album that's the one yeah, they but that's sold like the most. The, it was the album that was like in the selection it was out of the like the four albums that was there what were the other ones what were the other choices like fucking load no the other no no no, no it was like it was like Metallica. And I then... stared at this tweet for a long time. The <laughs> other choices were Master of Puppets and Ride the Lightning, both of which are better albums. <laughs> Actually, that's probably not the case with Ride the Lightning. But anyway, look, there is a there is th- my friend. We have, I don't know. You went to boarding school. I didn't have a lot of time to educate you when you were a teenager. But this is the thing about Metallica. Yes, 
the Black Album is their most successful album. Yes, it is their most accessible album. Yes, it is their most well-produced album. And yes, it probably has some of their best songs on it. But they did nothing after that of any merit whatsoever. Do you want to know why? Uh, no. I, well, yes, actually, I do. Because they sold their soul to the filthy thing called the man in 1991 when they got into the studio with bob rock and made a pop record and that's the thing about the black album and about metallica um is that you know real metallica fans will tell you that and they all know it they all know they do this i do this we go home and we listen to the black album it's like oh this is so good but no metallica fan will ever actually say the black album is the is the best anyway i'm just i'm just giving you a hard time you've got a right to say whatever you like i mean within reason but um and I get that you didn't want to be a basic bitch, but why did you have to pick the Unforgiven? <laughs> Could you pick Sad but True or Wolf and Man? A Wolf and Man is a great song. I like Unforgiven. It's a it's a nice song. You are so middle of the road. <laughs> the Unforgiven is like a Gordon Lightfoot song on this album. It's like a <laughs> song from a different genre that got lost and wandered into the wrong room. <laughs> Actually, I really like to see a, a Gordon Lightfoot album of Metallica covers. That would be great. Yeah, like him doing a cover of one. That would be interesting. Yes. Uh, okay, anyway, so that was with that brief um, <laughs> uh, uh, issue out of the way. Um, can I said, we, that, uh, I said, that, I said that tweet days ago, and you're just bringing it up now? Why I've been thinking you... about it for fucking days. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm furious with you. Uh, you so what brought, are you going to recommend? Up, you didn't bring it up on the last episode I was supposed to recommend something. I, 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 it had slipped my mind. I tried to bury it. I, I was so angry. I, I, I put it away, but then it it crept up again. Um, so, what are you recommending? An awful film that that that, that you know a forgotten movie by an otherwise good director? Uh, I'm recommending Song of the South. No, I'm kidding. I'm not going to recommend ah! that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's 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 a that's a film that that will never ever ever show up on Disney Plus. Never. <laughs> At least not north of the Mason Dixon line. Um, yeah, yeah, that is what, uh, that is that is that is buried deep in the vaults of uh, the you Disney. You know what? You know, the Song of the South is in that box next to the Ark of the Covenant in that big room. <laughs> <laughs> Top men. <laughs> okay, come on. What the hell are you recommending? Uh, so yeah, the the film that I'm going to be recommending is uh, a film directed by. Uh, one of the sexiest men alive, uh, George Clooney, and that is his film, The Ides of March. Okay, first thing first. George Clooney hasn't been one of the sexiest men alive since about 2003. You are such a middle-aged housewife. <laughs> Sorry to be genderist. You are such a, like, you are such a, like, GQ reading, like, middle management, like, fucking basic <laughs> bitch. <laughs> like, if your idea of sexy is George Clooney or Keanu Reeves, like, get a life. <laughs> Lee Marvin is where it begins and ends. Sexiest man, the sexiest man alive. Well, Lee Marvin's no longer alive. The sexiest man alive right now is probably Harry Belafonte, <laughs> He's in my opinion. Dead. Oh, Jesus. Are you, are you ill? What's happening? <laughs> no, I'm crying and laughing. I'm crying and laughing at the same time. <laughs> Just, oh, I don't know. <sighs> okay, what, so, so the Ides of March. I heard this film was shit. Can you please uh, explain okay, otherwise? Okay, so I like... George Clooney is an actor, but I feel oh, like clearly you want to do all sorts of things to George Clooney. It sounds like he he's had a. I, I feel like 
in sort of the later part of his career as an actor, he, he's been very successful. But as he went into sort of directing, I feel like his directing career has been a little bit so-so. He His first film was uh, Confessions of a Dangerous Mind. And it's an interesting film, but he is channeling two directors that he's worked with, the Coen brothers and C- Steven Soderbergh. And it is a bit of a mixed bag. Three directors, really. Yeah, three directors. Yeah. Technically, <laughs> but so that's a very mixed bag. Then his second film that he directed was Good Night and Good Luck, which is an, it, which is which is actually a pretty good film. I like that film. It, 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 I I thought it was actually pretty pretty nice, and it was well directed, and I like the black and white cinematography. It's fine. And then he did a and movie. Also, David Strahan. Yeah, he's the real star of that movie. Um, Talk about one of the sexiest men. Actually, he's not very sexy. I'm sorry, <laughs> I can't I can't do that. Uh, but he is a really good actor. I could watch. I'd watch him in anything. Yeah. And and then he did a movie called Leatherheads, which was supposed to be like this, you know, tribute to the thirties, forties uh, rom coms of of that of that sort of generation, which didn't really work out the way that it should have done. And then he did no, this film. Keep trying. People keep trying it. Like they did it with Hail Caesar, the Coen Brothers, and everything else. Like they try and take it back in time, and they just can't do it. I mean, yeah, I would say though. Um, Oh, brother, we're out there. Of course, is the exception to that rule, but um, yeah. But but when he did Ides of March, I did find the film to be. I went to go see it in the cinema when it came out in two thousand eleven. Um, I really enjoyed it. The movie did kind of it did it did sort of ride on the sort of uh the campaign trail with Obama and Biden. Uh, no, not yeah, no, not Joe. Was it Joe Biden? No, not Joe Biden. No, what's his name? Mitt Romney. Yeah, the sort of yeah. The, I mean, Biden it was, was Obama's VP. Yeah. yeah, sorry, I got those guys uh, mixed up. So the movie was kind Fair of enough, old, old white blokes. Yeah, yeah. Um, so the movie was kind of being sort of it was cut. It came out at the right time, and it's based off a play written by Bo Willimon, who created the, sh- the TV show House of Cards, which uh, Christopher Plummer and uh, Robert Wright Penn were in. Yeah, and and uh, oh right, <laughs> yes, I get it. Uh, that was very good, very good. Thank you. I was a bit slow on that one. Um, yeah, I was expecting like a tumbleweed to go through your apartment or something, or just crickets. No, I was like, hang on a minute. Uh, I was like, Christopher, what was it? Oh, very good. Yeah, very clever, clever, clever. Uh, I made um, a, I made a funny, which took you a while to kind of get. So that was actually, I will say, having given you some shit at the start of the episode, that was a pretty funny joke. Um, <laughs> Well delivered. Yeah, so, so well delivered that I didn't realize that you said it for a while. So the movie has an all-star cast. It's got Ryan Gosling, and he was kind of on the up and up because Drive came out at the same time as this. What has happened to him? He has disappeared like anyone's business. I mean, wait, obviously everyone's disappeared now. They're self-isolating. But where is, what's the last thing he did of any merit? Uh, he did First Man. The uh, I was about to say Louis Armstrong, but no, it's the... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's one small step for man <laughs> it's, it's the the uh the moon land- giant step for mankind babbles and babbles. it's the the moon landing film directed by the guy who did whiplash and la la land damien chazelle yeah oh fucking la la land move on all right let's not talk about that so um, yeah so the movie has an all-star cast like i mentioned george clooney stars in it he's the supporting character he's this governor running for for president uh, Ryan Gosling is in it, like I mentioned. Evan Rachel Wood, who's very good on the TV show Westworld. Uh, Jeffrey Wright, who's also on Westworld. Uh, Paul Giamatti. Uh, Max Minghella, who's a really good young actor. And uh, the late, great uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Ah, oh, 
and uh he was fantastic in this movie and a lot of his scenes take play uh, sort of take uh, he shares the screen a lot with uh with ryan gosling and their sort of relationship is 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 one of the sort of strong points of the movie i think this is actually next to good night and good luck i think this is actually one of the more successful films that uh george clooney has made in that it's it's a very it's a very well directed film it's also a very tight script it's i think it's like an hour and 40 minutes long or an hour and 30 minutes like it really has a really good pace it it feels like it almost feels like a really dark episode of the west wing that aaron zorkin didn't write like it's all who, this, who did write the ides of march uh it was written by grant heslov and george clooney there too they 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 write all the films that they've that he's made together and also it was written by bo willeman and they were they they were nominated for a best adapted screenplay oscar because bo willeman uh wrote the play that the film is based on so yeah the film takes place during uh the uh, george clooney's character who's running for president it's it's in the democratic uh primary so he's trying to become he's trying to get the democratic uh nomination next to uh another uh i think it's a senator or someone like that who's running against him that paul giamatti is running the campaign trail for that and uh ryan gosling is like he's he's helping the campaign he's he's working alongside philip seymour hoffman philip seymour hoffman is kind of his mentor and he's really good at his job and the sort of the kind of instigating thing that kind of gets that sort of sets the sort of film in motion is that paul giamatti tries to bring him over to the other side and saying like we you know we're like, it has this kind of really dark shakespearean quality to it like the sort of you know the dark side of politics and things like that and there's a really kind of nice moments and it's like it sort of shows like a sort of like a side of politics that you know some people kind of feel like oh this couldn't happen in in real life but when it probably probably does and it's also just like a really well acted film it's actually george clooney's best film that he's directed and also i like the fact that he's not i mean he's in the film and he is like an important factor but he's not he doesn't share as much screen time as all his other actors do and there's a really good scene with uh philip seymour hoffman and ryan gosling and it's the scene where i felt that philip seymour hoffman should have definitely got another oscar nomination for but he was also BAFTA nominated for the role as well. But while watching that scene and, and the way that he delivers this dialogue, it just reminds you that we it, it's such a terrible loss that, that he passed away because it just reminds you how such a great, oh, dedicated actor so he was. He's good in everything he's in. Yeah. He's so good. Yeah, he, he commands the screen. And it, this, this scene, he just completely, like, there's so much there's so much memorable dialogue and the way that he delivers them is just so... It's just it just punches you like it really does. Yes, uh, he is. He's oh god, he's he's one of the great. What a loss he was, and and I mean I'm sure part of his talent was you know came from the demons he so clearly had, but um, even so, like man, what a what an actor. Uh, okay, well I, I I guess I'll give it a watch um, at some point. Um, I kind of I don't really feel like watching anything about politics these days, but um, yeah. Yeah, it, it, I, 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 I guess I guess now it's really interesting to watch these things because you look at something like House of Cards and talking about the British version, and you look at something like The West Wing and you think, and or or maybe The Eyes of March, and you think, as outrageous as some of the things that happened on those shows are, nothing is more outrageous than what's currently happening. Yeah, exactly. It's like, <laughs> it, it's it's it, like nothing nothing that people could have dreamed up in 2011 could possibly match what's going on now. Yeah, it'd be interesting to see how people would react to a film like that now and seeing how 
you know people would see it again even if like i yeah i don't i just don't know like i just it's it it'd be interesting i mean i feel like maybe what's gonna happen is i think we'll probably get a lot of films about um i bet someone at some point will do do a film about trump i mean maybe it'll be oliver stone or someone like that and it'll be terrible but um yeah I, I who knows man who knows but um yeah okay well i'll i'll check it out then at some point yeah i mean it, it, it's definitely worth checking out and it is one of the better films well, clearly you're fucking recommending of course <laughs> you're saying it's worth checking out you're gonna be like oh no don't bother actually it's shit i was doing a conclusion <laughs> okay conclude it's one of the better films that george clooney has directed and i think well, that's, that's, that's a ringing endorsement <laughs> And it's a really, it's a, it's a very, it's a very exciting. Let's, can I just say, if you fancy watching a three and a half star movie on a Thursday night when you're a bit pissed, watch The Eyes of Mark. Yeah. All right. And uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then have someone in the background go, "Beware the Ides of March." Yes. Yes. We get the Shakespeare reference. It's not clever. Everyone knows it. Everyone knows. It's like when people do these films that have like, oh, you know, it's actually uh, this teenage comedy is, is, is actually the taming of the shrew. It's like, I know. Yes. Yes. We all we all had to read Shakespeare in school. Yeah, like, ten, yeah, that, that, that movie's that movie's 10 Things I Hate About You with Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles. That's a good film. I know that. It's not a bad film. It's, it's, a, it's, a, good, it's a good watch. No, it's quite sweet, isn't it? Um, it had a, it had right, a well. You still haven't asked me what my favorite Metallica album is. Yeah, what is your favorite Metallica album? Is it Saint Anger? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> Dumb, only joking. It's Ride the Lightning. It was my first. It's my first Metallica album. It was my first love. Favorite song uh, for whom the bell tolls. Okay. What's your second it's favorite? It's quite a weak album, but I just it's my it's the one I'd save in the fire. Anyway. What's your second shall favorite? We get the fuck out of here. What's your second favorite? And then we'll go. Oh, Master of Puppets. All I mean, right. Master of Puppets is clearly the best. It's just, um, it's, if, if I was saying, you know, there's this thing you can do with, with like, I think you can do this with um, actors and, and directors as well, but you can definitely do it with bands and singers and say, like, basically pick three albums and you pick, or three films, and you pick your favorite one, you pick the best one, and you pick where you think someone who's never encountered this before should start. And I had friends at school who were really good at choosing where I should start. And so for me, my answer to which is my favorite and which is where you should start with Metallica is Ride the Lightning. And I think the best album is probably still Master of Puppets. But this is not a Metallica podcast. You you made it a Metallica podcast when you decided to have No, a... you made it a Metallica podcast when you fucked up on Twitter in front of the whole world. Uh, okay, to be fair, I don't have that You much... shat the bed <laughs> by picking the Unforgiven. You are, that is unforgivable. Uh well, at least I didn't. Unforeseeable. That's what you are. Well, at least I didn't create Napster, so that's that's something. They didn't create Napster. What, what? are you talking about? Well, I mean, I, did, I mean, at least. Oh, because the, the, the lawsuit, lawsuit. Yeah. Okay. Can we? Let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Watch the Ides of March. It's a good. It's a good film. It's probably shit. He doesn't really know what he's talking about. He has no taste. <laughs> I have taste. <laughs> <laughs> You've got the taste of a forty-five-year-old advertising executive, <laughs> but uh, like Milton Keynes. <laughs> Milton Keynes, what? Milton Keynes. Uh, it's, it's a town. Yeah, I know, but like I, I said, why did you? I'm just trying to. I'm trying to think of the most boring person and place. Like, can we please go? I have a life. I need to get back to self-isolating. <laughs> 
All right. Okay. Well, stay safe, everybody. Stay safe. All right. All right. Bye. Many nights at the fireside, how my children mother would cry, how my children mother would cry. So many nights at the fireside, how my children mother would 